The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. I started listening to Real Presence Radio last year, year and a half, um, when my husband was diagnosed with um, lung cancer. I started listening to and found peace with the rosary. So at 3 o'clock, I like to get into my car and sit and listen for 20 minutes and sing along. It gives me peace, and I know I'm at in the Lord's presence during that time and that Mary's watching over me. And I just know that people who listen to Real Presence Radio can find answers. The first time I ran across Real Presence Radio was when I was driving a car we had just purchased for my daughter's graduation home from Grand Forks, and it was already set to the uh, Real Presence Radio, and I came across Mother Angelica, and what a gift Real Presence Radio has been to my life and my faith, and it has literally changed my life. Thank you for listening and supporting Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. I am Heather Caro. Good morning, Father Mark Lichter. And we're broadcasting to you live from blizzardy Aberdeen, South Dakota. A beautiful, beautiful city. No travel advised. There's nobody out and about, I'll tell you that. Hey, we're out and about. Yep, we made it. We made, <laughs> we it. made it. We're we're pleased to have you with us this morning, and we hope that the weather in your area is going well. I know uh, South Dakota is getting hit on the west side, and I know Fargo area, Grand Junction. Um, Grand Junction. Grand, Grand Forks. Forks. Grand Forks. Grand Junction's way over there. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. We've had a, a great morning. We've been talking a lot about Lent this morning. And we're going to continue that conversation. We now have Julie, the Director of Music and Liturgy, with us from the Church of the Ascension in Bismarck, North Dakota. Thank you for being on with us. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, and thank you for having us. And Julie, your last name is Turns? Turnus. Is that how you pronounce? Turnus. Okay. Julie Turnus. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. So the... Church of the Ascension has something special coming up. Tell us about that. Well, Ascension Parish has an annual parish mission each Lent, and this year it's going to feature the stained glass windows of the church and then the musicians of the parish. So this year's mission is titled Illuminating Christ's Light Through the Saints, a spiritual and musical reflection on the stained glass windows of Ascension Parish. That's a mouthful. 
Yeah. That sounds beautiful, though. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. So, what is the goal behind this? You're you're having people look at the stained glass windows, and then there's music. What describe that a little bit more for us? Well, we'll have um, um, we've had a professional photographer come in and take pictures of the stained glass windows because um, Beth, our parish manager, has been wanting to put a booklet together for for a while now. You know, with a little bit of history of each of the windows, the symbolism of each one. Um, the importance of the saint that's depicted in each one. And so we talked about highlighting them for our mission. So we're going to be projecting um, those pictures of the window um, and, and have scripture reflection and have um, uh, reflection from out of the catechism um, on the attributes of the saint that's being shown. And then we will have a music selection that goes with that reflection and with that scripture verse. Wow, they're going all out. That yeah. sounds like it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it will so be. It'll be very reflective. Why do you think it's? Yeah, why do you think it's so important to bring all those different elements together? Well, people assimilate information in different ways. Some people learn by by seeing it, you know, the visual. Um, some by hearing it, mm-hmm. um, the music. Some by reading it. Um, some by by doing it, they participate, and they will. There will be points in the in the event where people can participate with either the musicians or with the, um, the prayer, you know, that we're doing or something. So, so there'll be all different types of, of um, elements, you know, where people can, can get involved in it so that they, they can take it to heart. Wow. Julie, is the, is the church known for its glass win- uh, stained glass windows? Is that a... Well, I'm, you know, I'm the not sure there? about... Yeah, I'm not sure about that, okay. but they're, they're very beautiful, and they're, they're like from four to seven. Okay. There, there's 12 of them around the wow. church. There's, Must there's, be beautiful. Course, oh, yeah. yeah, of course, they're the, the, the Ascension, you know, is, is, our, is our primary patronal one. And then there's the Crucifixion. There's one for Immaculate uh, Conception. There's St. Paul, um, St. Peter, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Hilary. Um, just trying to think of all the different names right now. Uh, Saint uh, Mother Cabrini is one of them. So wow. each one is going to be featured there. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's a good idea. So how did you mm-hmm. come up with this idea f- to do the mission this way? Well, like I say, Beth was talking about putting a booklet together, and and then we thought, well, mm-hmm. before we before we publish the booklet, um, we want people to to come in and be able to reflect on it. And, you know, as Catholics, we're, we're familiar with praying the stations of the cross, you know, that hang in our churches. But we want to also um, invite people to use those windows as a method of prayer. You know, as they sit in church or as they walk around each window, they can reflect on a scripture passage or a reflection, you know, um, that they've experienced not only in the mission, but, but they can call to mind attributes of that saint, because that's kind of what we'll do is we'll highlight each of the windows and say, well, this, this depicts, of course, the crucifixion depicts the window of love, you know, um, then there's a window of faith and a window of hope and a window of peace. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi is our window of peace. And so, so we're hoping, the goal is, is that we're hoping that people will, will be able to use those windows as, as another method of prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, because back in the day, they used to use windows differently than we use them today. Uh, we use them mainly because they're pretty. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know if you or Father can kind of go into maybe the history of why we have stained glass windows. Yeah, I mean, from my angle and just from what I've learned is in the early times of the church, they didn't have uh, access to being able to read. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It took a while. People weren't as educated in terms of reading and uh, uh, that kind of thing. And so they would have a picture of of the Mm -hmm. different uh, scenes of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so it, it was very helpful for people to visually look at it and they would do catechesis that way. And that's mm-hmm. basically what you're doing at this mission, is uh, really a catechesis absolutely. and a teaching and a beautiful windows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's a little little historia, history of that. Yeah. yeah. Another one that I, I think is really uh, cool or interesting is you come out from the outside. You can't, you can't see those windows from the outside. They're just, they look like they're just a mm. dirty window almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know they're stained glass, but... But you're coming from the worldly world, you know, the secular world, yeah. and you're going inside, and then it illuminates, oh. and it's like the the light of Christ coming to us, and it's yeah. a beautiful way to yeah. move from outside into something mystery, into mystery yeah. that, of our faith. That might have been that might have been how Miss Senior came up with this title, because illuminating Christ's light through the things, you know, because really they yeah. they read in yeah. church, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful event, mm-hmm. um, and I and I think you know for not just for the event itself, but like you said, it will uh, get people looking at the stained glass windows a different way and how they mm-hmm. should be, you know, used mm-hmm. more uh, more or less. So, how yeah. many have been involved? You've said musicians and whatnot have been together. How many people are involved in this mission? Well, there's, there's about 20 people that will be involved in the event itself, between the musicians, um, the video operator, the sound person, um, that kind of thing. And we'll have some hospitality there, you know, invite, welcoming people and handing out booklets. And, and then um, I think the majority of the people that are involved are probably involved in the dinner that we have afterwards. <laughs> you know, we're offering a, oh. um, a meet, meet. The ladies of Ascension are offering a meatball dinner afterwards, and that's an opportunity mm. For community to come together and to just share what they've experienced and, and talk about what they've experienced or talk about their Lenten journey and things. So, so we follow it up with a first dinner. Wonderful. So for people that are interested, what are what's the time, location, cost, all of that good stuff? Well, it's at um, Ascension Parish on March 24th. Um, the, the mission itself will be in the church from 3 to 4.30 p.m., um, the dinner following will be over in our community room, um, just across the parking lot there. Um, it's for free will offering, so um, you know it doesn't have to cost you anything if you want to come and just just share the event. And if you want to give something, then you're you're welcome to do that. And what was the times on that? Um, from three to four thirty. The mission itself will be from three to four thirty. So in the church from three to four thirty, and then okay. the dinner will follow at the end of the mission. Okay, so not that long. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Any last questions, Father? No. Very good. Any last thoughts, Julie? Before we let you go. Uh, no, I think I pretty much covered everything that we've got in it. So. Okay. Well, good luck on the. On the mission, it sounds like it's going to be an absolutely beautiful one, and uh, lots yeah. of the senses are going to be brought yeah, into this mm-hmm. mission, and I think that's that's a unique mm-hmm. and fun way of doing it. 
God bless you, and we'll be praying for you. All right, thank you very much. And again, thank you for having us on. Yes, our pleasure. Thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good day and stay warm. (laughs) You too. Yeah, you too, Julie. Bye-bye. Well, that sounds like it's going to be an absolutely beautiful mission. Yeah, that's a unique. It's pretty unique. I don't think I've ever heard of one like that. I know. So does uh, your parish have stained glass? We have the most beautiful stained glass window in the area, as far as I know. I mean, we've got some beautiful, beautiful windows. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's fascinating. Known for, it's kind of known for its beauty of the, the windows and um, the architecture. Do you think yeah. modern churches are putting as much emphasis on stained glass windows as they used to. I think there's probably been a little renaissance of that, more more so in the new structures that are coming up. But it kind of got it kind of got went through a waning period mm-hmm. and then it's probably gotten more now. Yeah, some of those more modern churches. Yep. We call them modern, but they would be, you know, 70s, 80s, yep. somewhere in there kind of stopped you. I always say they they look like banks, banks. rather than, <laughs> than like uh, uh, churches, but you know, I think there's a, a, a definite movement more to uh, beauty and architecture and gl- stained glass. And when people are, in our diocese particularly, I think they're looking more at maybe the beauty aspect and, mm-hmm. and the majesty aspect of it. Mm-hmm. has to go through our bishop, too. He's He just reno- renovated not too long ago the cathedral. Yeah. So he has a really good sense of the beauty and wonder and awe of uh, the inside of the cathedral, well, even. And maybe, you know, we have just a minute here, but maybe speak a little bit to why we have such beautiful insides of our church. Some people look at it and think it's a waste of money. Yeah, that's kind of kind of, kind of from a practical American way of looking at things. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um, but, but there's something about uh, beauty and, uh, you know, seeing God in, in creation, yeah. in, in the beauty, and then how man creates through God's inspiration, these beautiful mural, yeah. murals and pictures and, and stained glass. and I mean, if you go into the cathedral at mm. Sioux Falls, I mean, it's just like a transformation. It used to be uh, just all gray paint. Yeah. bad gray. And it was just a practical situation that they were in at that time. They didn't have the money or whatever. But there was real emphasis by Bishop, uh, the b- two Bishop, Bishop Carlson, Bishop Swain, mm-hmm. and Bishop Swain brought it to completion and really did a phenomenal job in getting that done. Well, and I and uh, beautiful. I mean, you go in there and it's just like you, your head automatically goes up and to the altar and to yeah. the to the tabernacle, really. And it's it's built in a way that uh, uh, it's just well, beautiful humans tend to be very there. visual, you yeah. know, and that yeah. can invoke the emotional. And yeah. and then I also think of it on a different level of okay, that the king. The king is living in this house, you know, say Jesus was coming over for dinner later that night, you know, would you want your house to be immaculate, wonderful, right. the best, just to honor him, not to show off yourself, but to honor him. I mean, he lives there. Good grief. Yeah. There's just something about the <sighs> truth, beauty, and goodness. You know, we're made in the image and likeness of God, and we are supposed to reflect that life of God and beauty is one of those things that somehow we kind of lose track of that a little bit with our efficiency and our production and our American ways. Yeah. You know, and and you think about the 
older generations that came in and built the Sacred Heart Cathedral. I won't call it, I shouldn't call it the cathedral, but... Well, it <laughs> looks like a cathedral. It's, it's, it's the cathedral of the north, you know. Holwyn <laughs> would disagree, but... <laughs> but it's... They w- they took painstaking efforts to do that, and mm-hmm. over a period of years, mm-hmm. and nickels and dimes, and... They don't do it like that anymore, no, do they? No, no, it's, it's more fast and quick, and... Yeah. Um, you wonder how long they'll last. That's yeah. the other thing. This one here is you know, going to last a long time. Good. Well, and the reason we're talking about this, folks, is we just got off the phone with Julie from uh, Church of the Ascension in Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, They have a parish mission going on there, and part of their parish mission is to be looking at the stained glass, and they've got some scriptural readings and some music that is going along with this event. Um, So if you're interested and close to Bismarck, um, it w- might be a great opportunity and a great addition to your Lenten season to go and do that parish mission. She said it's only about an hour and a half, so I would recommend checking it out. Church of the Ascension in Bismarck, North Dakota. Okay, so for time for another quick break. When we get back, we're traveling the listening area. No snow, no snow <laughs> tires are needed for this one, though. Uh, we're going to be talking about events happening near you. And tips on how we can honor God with our first fruits after that. All coming up on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. Considering the state of the church today, knowing and witnessing with our own eyes many people drifting away from the church, why are there men becoming priests, women joining religious orders, men and women choosing to have marriages that are holy and sacramental? I believe it's because we believe that the gospel hasn't expired. We believe that human nature hasn't changed, that we are all still hardwired for the gospel. 
The problem is that for the past however many years, we haven't proclaimed, lived, and celebrated the fullness of the gospel with its awesome yet challenging power. Yes, when confronted with the gospel, to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, to repent of our sin and to live the good life in Christ that he offers us in order to prepare for the coming judgment, yes, there will be people who will outright reject it, but I also believe many more will be attracted to it and accept it. The authentic Catholic faith, the authentic Jesus, is not something or someone you can just ignore, but a choice you can either accept or reject. Thank you for listening and for supporting Real Presence Radio. Good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father Mark Lichter. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting to you live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. We're having a little bit of a blizzard here. I think Sioux Falls is having a little bit of flooding. And I know up north we're getting snow. Heather, I would not say a little blizzard. I say it's a large (laughs) blizzard. And it's actually getting worse worse as we talk. (laughs) So I'm going to have to stay at the convent again tonight, You have folks. to stay overnight and rest <laughs> and pray. Rest and pray. The presentation sisters are very kind. When I travel up here to Aberdeen, they let me stay with them. Isn't that wonderful? That is nice of them to do So that. a shout out to the presentation sisters. Shout out. Yes. Thank you for letting wonderful. me stay. <laughs> you know, one of the things about this time is people have time. Yeah. To spend in prayer, quiet, reflect a little bit. Uh-huh. You don't just go stir crazy in the house. You can maybe open up the scriptures. You can maybe listen to listen to real presence. Because radio. you know, if you can't get out and about, we have a way to help you get out and about. Yes, but it's also a blessing from God in this. In oh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> That's the sign. That's a sign. That's a sign, folks. It's our ten-minute tour. We are starting in Duluth, Minnesota. Chuck, good morning. Yes, good morning. It's tell us all about your event. Okay. Uh, First of all, it's all kinds of foggy here, so we have a weather story too. Is it anyway? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, our story. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, our story uh, is about a fundraiser we hold, and we actually have three of them. It's a fish fry that we hold. Usually three consecutive Fridays, but this year we're going for March 15th, March 22nd, and April 5th. And we're holding it at St. Ben's Catholic Church in Kenwood of Duluth. And uh, we offer uh, three kinds of fish. That's between 4.30 and 7 o'clock. Actually Cajun, deep-fried Cajun, and regular deep-fried, and then also baked fish. And we have carryouts. So that's kind of a summary. Uh, we cater, of course, to families because we keep uh, the cost for kids very cheap. In fact, uh, five and under is free. And so it's a family event. For us, it's a social, and it's a family event for coming to eat and actually do it during the Lenten season, which is just a great time to do this. So we've been doing it for about 15 years, so it's great. People love us. Wonderful. So... Uh, that's my and give the anyway. dates out again. Pardon okay. Me? The dates again give us the dates March, again. Uh, are March 15th, March 22nd, and April 5th. Very good. And you have three kinds of fish? 
are they yes, that's correct. battered right there on the site, or how is that? They're going to be battered. Uh, both the ca- they're battered with Cajun seasoning, uh, one of them, and they're deep fried. And then we have just a regular batter, uh, non Cajun, uh, for deep fried too. And then we have baked fish because a lot of people just like baked fish. Wonderful. So anyway, wonderful. Yeah. Well, and we do blessings this on your event. Thank you, and we do it basically for our faith programs, our family programs, and our community and culture of life programs. So we try to sell, Great. you know, tell people what we're doing it for as well. So very good. And I thank you for this. Well, thank time you, Chuck, for being on it. with us. All right, you, you are welcome. Okay, bye bye now. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Next, we are going to be talking about Shepherding Them Home. It's a prayer shop. Saturday, April 6th at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Rousseau, Minnesota. The Diocese of Crookston is sponsoring a Shepherding Them Home prayer shop at Sacred Heart Church of Rousseau, Minnesota on Saturday, April 6th from 10.30 to 4.30 p.m. The diocese encourages everyone from the northern region area to attend. For material and meal purposes, please RSVP to 218-463-2441 by March 30th. Again, they would like you to RSVP. It's 218-463-2441 by March 30th. They're going to be having a prayer shop at Sacred Heart church in Rousseau, Minnesota, and that will be on April 6th, and it goes from 10.30 to 4.30. And we have the Corazon weekend, March 29th to the 31st, 2019. Uh, if you're having struggles in your marriage, it's in a common occurrence, could be. Even in those marriages in great crisis, though, there is hope. Corazon can help you begin to put pieces back together again help you understand yourself and your spouse better, help you to communicate more effectively, help you seek and offer forgiveness, and so much more. If you're struggling to find a reason to stay together, if you have grown cold or indifferent towards each other, discover the hope of Corazon. It's the weekend, again, March 29th to the 31st. You can contact the Diocese of Bismarck to register and discover hope. Again, that's the Corazon uh, for marriages that are struggling good march 29th through the 21st for more information contact the diocese of bismarck okay now we're moving right along to johanna good morning johanna good morning tell us all about your event well uh i'm a catholic daughter member for over 50 years we were founded in um on december 8 1917 and our fundraiser then was card party and we still have the card parties twice a year. And so I'm here to tell you about our next card party, which is going to be this Sunday, the 17th. It will be at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit at 519 at Bismarck. And the um, card party starts at 1.30 in the afternoon. It's open to the public. And we charge $5 a person. We play whist and pinochle, and then we serve lunch afterwards, and our proceeds go to help support our seminarians, the young people in focus, First Choice Women's Care Center in Bismarck, 
Morality and Media, which was founded in 1962, now known as NCOFE, which stands for National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, we also support the Carmelized Sisters of the Holy Face of Jesus in the Monastery in Hague, North Dakota. Assumption Abbey in Richardson, Annunciation Monastery in Bismarck, just to mention a few of them. It's a fun time for men and women to come out and have fun and actually bring the children with if they could play. And we then um, give a door prize and lunch after the card party. Wonderful. Give out the date and location one more time for us. Okay. The date is this coming Sunday, the 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day. So we'll have a special door prize also after the game. And it will be located at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit in Bismarck, located at 519 Raymond Street. Starts at 1.30 p.m. And Very it's open good. to the public. Well, thank you, Joanna, for sharing... Thank you for sharing your event with us, and we have you, hope it's a good one for you. I do, too. We pray that we have nice weather. God has been good to us, so I think you'll listen to us again. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you, Joanna. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Okay, moving right along, we're going to Grand Forks, North Dakota. Magnificat morning, monthly. It's Saturday, April 6th, monthly on the first Saturday. St. Anne's Living Center is where it's located in Grand Forks. It's, are you looking for a way to grow in your Catholic faith and femininity? Join us for a monthly gathering meant to help us in this way. Magnificat Morning is held on the first Saturdays of each month at St. Anne's Living Center in Grand Forks. The morning includes rosary, mass, a light breakfast, music, a short talk, small group discussion, sharing, and prayer. For more information, you can contact Sister Christina at 701-746-9401. Again, that's every, the first, monthly, first Saturdays. It's at St. Anne's Living Center, and it's called Magnificat Morning. So join them over there in Grand Forks. So, moving right along. Uh, we have a St. Patrick's Day ham dinner and silent auction. That'll be Sunday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, uh, and in Zumbroda, Minnesota. Uh, you're invited to the St. Patrick's Day ham dinner and silent auction on Sunday, March 17th at the Church of St. Paul in Zumbroda. If I'm getting that right. A delicious ham dinner will be served from 10.30 a.m. until 1 p.m., the silent auction will feature special themed baskets put together and donated by the parishioners and several other types of auction items as well. This annual fundraiser is a wonderful time together to get together with your community and meet some new friends as well. Again, that's uh, St. Patrick Day Ham Dinner uh, in on March 17th, Sunday, in Zumbroda, Minnesota at St. Paul. Parish. Parish. <laughs> well, that does it for our 10-minute tour this morning. Uh, we feature this every Real Presence Live, and if you would like to have your event featured, give Brandon a call at 877-795-0122, and we'd be happy to feature it. All right, time for another break. We'll be having a ticket giveaway as soon as we get back. Who doesn't want to go to a ball? Then, you're, are you truly giving your first fruits to God? 
You'll be able to check on that later when we come back after this message. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Ron Huberty from the Diocese of New Ulm. One of the great gifts of being a priest is ministering to people in times of suffering and challenging moments of life. And I would really offer my prayers and support those going through difficult times in their life. I pray you not lose hope and know that Christ is truly present in those times, that the one who bared the cross for us is there in our time of need. And the great gift of being a priest and ministering in those moments is I can come bring the gift of prayer, the sacrament of the anointing, and truly be there to pray for God's healing presence in people's lives, offering them hope as they face the challenges of life that we all go through in life, that we can truly offer one another up in faith, hope, and love, and support each other in those times of needs. And for people to continue who are struggling those moments to really turn to the church, turn to your faith, and know that Christ is there with you. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labaray Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. The Wanzik Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I'm Father Mark Lichter. And we're your hosts this morning from sunny Aberdeen, South Dakota. Windy, cold blizzard. Don't lie to them. <laughs> it's not, the sun is not shining. The sun is not shining. <laughs> not that we can see anyway. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this fine morning. And uh, we've been having a busy morning on Real Presence Live. Lots going on. If you've missed any of our interviews or any of our interviews coming up, don't forget you can go online later today and go to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And we have all of these guests and interviews up on there. Moving right along, we're going to be talking about a ball. Not a good time, but an actual ball, Father, with dresses and fancy stuff. I look forward to it every year. Do you go? Here. Do you get oh, dressed up, or do you, as a priest, do you just have to wear your If normal? I had any uh, courage, I would dress up, but I go in my blacks, you in do. my clerics. 
You play it safe. Yeah. Right. I don't get too excited about it. Well, we have Brandy Schaefbauer on the line. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning. How's it going? It's it's going pretty well. I'm not in Aberdeen, <laughs> um, so I did escape the blizzard, <laughs> no. but I am in Sioux Falls in the rain. <laughs> in the rain. Okay. We're just having a little bit of everything everywhere. So, <laughs> So tell us what your participation in the ball is. I am one of four committee members for this year's ball. The other committee members are Shannon Imberry, Kate Knapp, and Shelly Heyer. We, along with the um, development staff, are preparing and um, planning a great ball this year. And what is this ball that we're talking about? This year, um, it is our 40th anniversary for the Ron Culley Ball, and our theme this year is legacy, um, a legacy ball, em- embracing the past, embracing the present, and embracing the future. Wow. So this is a ball that you have for the Aberdeen Catholic School System. What's the date on the ball? The when date is, is Saturday. Oh, the date is Saturday, March 30th. It will be held at the Dakota Event Center, which is something different this year. Um, So everybody just make sure that they uh, remember it's on the east side of town at the Dakota Event Center and not on the west side where it has been for the past, oh, quite a few years. Okay. Well, we have a ticket giveaway, and that's what I wanted to get to um, before we get too far into talking about the ball. Um, If you're listening and you're in the Aberdeen area or would like to come up to the Aberdeen area and join them for the Ron Colley Ball, uh, you can get a free ticket. First caller that calls in will get a free ticket, and it's worth $85. The number is 877 795-0122 again 877-795-0122 first caller will get a ticket to the ball and uh, again that's valued at $85 so first caller call in now and get your ticket so Heather Heather, I'm calling in right now do you think I can win no father sorry no sorry about that (laughs) Brandy said no Brandy, some of us have. A... Go ahead. Father, we need Sacred Heart to buy a table. We haven't seen your name on the list a yet. Table. We, we, we did. I'm... We do have it. We're we already uh, we're sending it to you. The checks in the mail. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. I'm public, I'm public no, I did talk to Paulette. Now. We're we're getting her done. <laughs> okay. So this is a big fun. <laughs> this is a big fundraiser for the Catholic school system. Well, what are we talking about? How much funds are raised through this great event? Well, it it changes from year to year. Our goal, I would love to say, would be over um, $100,000. I mean, I would do a cartwheel if we did that this year. Um, But we we do the best we can, and all the funds go to um, the operation and day-to-day expenses of the Aberdeen Catholic School System. Okay. And so is that the entire school system or just the high school or 
No, it's the entire school system. So we're talking the Sunshine Catch, which is like the, the daycare, pre-K um, section of our school system, the elementary, the primary, and the high school. And day-to-day operations of this, the three buildings that um, we have to maintain, mm-hmm. which it, it costs a lot of money to maintain three buildings. And not only just the maintenance and day-to-day operations, it's also, you know, teacher salaries, um, technology improvements, um, athletics, tuition assistance, um, you know, carpeting, toilet paper, Mm -hmm. just everything that we need to run a school system so we can give our kids the best education possible um, without, you know, a huge cost to families. Right. So this Randy, I'm gl- this glad you got that toilet paper in there. <laughs> <laughs> you are something else. <laughs> well, you this know, is live radio, Brandy. It's reality, <laughs> Father. <laughs> well, it is. Some people don't, you know, we, there are expenses that people just yeah. don't think about. You know, what about the communion, um, communion costs, you know, for um, the high school to have communion once a week, um, you know, mm-hmm. it, or... Um, you know, a ceiling tile that might might be leaking or, um, you know, a sewer pipe that might break. And who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen with this weather that's going on, what maintenance and fixing might need to be yeah. made. So we need, to, we need yeah. to make sure that our doors can stay open for um, the benefit of our, our children and to give them yeah. a, a great education. Well, Brandy, we're running out of time. I'm going to give out the number for that free ticket. Um, it's 877-795-0122, and you can receive an $85 ticket to the ball. Brandy, real quick, give us the date and time and where people can buy tickets for the ball. Okay, the date is Saturday, March 30th. Um, tickets can be bought at the central office um, at 226-2100. The time of the ball is 5 p.m. Six, um, that's with drinks and social hours. 6.45 is dinner program and live auction. Then 9 o'clock, we're going to be dancing to the band Avenger Joe. So we have a real fun, fun. evening wow. set. So everybody call in because oh. the deadline to buy tickets is Friday, March 22nd. All right. And my check is in the mail, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, I'm Brandy. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks yep. for all you do. Thanks for your committee. All right. All One right. last Thank quick break. break. When we return, you may, be bef- you may be familiar with tithing, but have you ever questioned whether or not you're giving of your first fruits? How can you tell? We'll let you know right after this break. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. One of the things that I see happen is, let's say somebody's been listening to the radio and they pick up an idea, they then sit down with their friends at coffee or over cookies and bars, whatever, and they're talking about it and that item, then they say, well, let's call Father and get a little, let's double check that. Let's get a little deeper view on it. But also, when it comes to the events, for example, we have a group here and they look at the faith and then they move deeper into it. What is the reason for this? 
why do we Catholics believe this? And as that group has grown, they've brought others in, they've talked about it, they're reaching out, and it actually evolved into a street ministry where they stood down by Paul and Babe with a cart, with some books, with some medals, with some rosaries, and they encountered people on the street. I was very impressed with that, very impressed that our people would move forward. Our Bible studies become stronger as people hear the Word and then they share it with one another. Living the Beatitudes with Father Bjorn. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mother Angelica said that the essence of evangelization is to tell everyone that Jesus loves you. Matt Frad says that it is one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. Are we so full of the things of the world that we can't hear or receive the gifts that God is giving to us? In Isaiah, we hear, The Lord delights in you. I've called you by name. You are mine. You are precious in my eyes, and I love you. Well, we often don't want to hear that, and in the Gospel of Matthew, it hits us over the head even more that we're invited to be part of the kingdom of God. Jesus is king, and he's come to establish his kingdom. The Beatitudes are the eight roads to God. They lead us with his gifts of the Holy Spirit to become the new person in Christ who will find happiness and bring that happiness to others. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. Good morning. I'm Father Mark Lichter. We're broadcasting live this morning from Aberdeen, South Dakota. And we're going to travel way west and south. And we're going to be talking with Todd Tobin. He's in Rapid City. Good morning, Todd. How is it out there? I'm getting weather reports with everybody I talk to. <laughs> We've had a lot of snow. And uh, it's uh, the blizzard conditions that uh, were... were uh, proposed to be much heavier here were not at least in the area i live but from what i'm hearing east of here it was it was uh, where the prairie is it was pretty windy and so there's a lot of drifts yeah yeah okay so lots of things not moving out in the rapid city area i'm thinking everything's closed everything's closed Yes. Well, very good. And before we dive into our subject this morning, I wanted to let everybody know Rosemarie from Parkston got the ticket to the ball up oh, in Aberdeen. Oh, good. So congratulations to Rosemarie. And Todd, today we are talking about um, a topic that's not really probably anybody's favorite, including Father Mark Lichter, I'm guessing, having the discussion about tithing. Um, why is money so hard to talk about? One of the things I've learned as the development director for the Diocese of Rapid City, if you would like to hear a Catholic's opinion, ask them for money. <laughs> and yeah. um, one of the, uh, the topics that comes out of this is, is quite often there's a disconnect in our society today as to why we would tithe, why we would give in a sacrificial manner uh, versus just the extra change or the extra uh, time, talent, and treasure is often is used as a term that we would have extra. And it isn't. It's not the extra. It's it, it's the, the sacrifice itself. And uh, a very brief story to explain this. Years ago, when I lived in uh, California, I was at the cathedral in San Francisco, and there was a... Um, 
a conversation with some parishioners afterwards that I was overhearing, and one had said that in presenting the gifts, why do we, um, um, why do we always put as Catholics the money first when the gifts are presented? And I didn't have an answer for that. I didn't talk with them, and so I called a friend of mine, who is a, a priest who's passed on now, Father Pete Kavork, who lived, of course, back here. And I mm-hmm. said, the, "Why is that?" And he said, "Tobin, you didn't pay attention in catechism. It's because we." present in a sacrificial manner. We no longer bring livestock to the altar anymore. And it isn't just a lamb or a calf that is presented at the altar. And it's not just any lamb or calf. It's the best, knowing very well that the offspring of that animal would no longer be included in in the future. So it's truly a sacrificial manner. And I think quite often we, as Catholics, uh, we, we lose the perspective of what really giving is. Tithing is 10% and uh, that it's it's a beautiful gift that we give, but in a sacrificial manner, it's to keep the legacy of Christ alive so that we can continue the foundation that was given to us so that we can pass it on to others. Hmm. Well, and I love that imagery that you just gave me. I haven't thought about it that way, um, you know, because we talk about a, a pure sacrifice, a pure lamb, a spotless lamb, and, you know, really the first fruits are our best fruits. And I've never thought of it that way, that offering God, not just something, but your best. Exactly. So what approach do you think that God is asking us to have about money? How do you think he wants us to look at it? I believe that when we truly look at what it is that God has given us, first of all, the way that I see things, it's not my money, it's God's money, and he's entrusted me to do with it as as to the best of the abilities of my having the, uh, he's given me all of the gifts of, of free will and the gifts of, of mental decision-making of right and wrong and so forth, and trusts us to do the right thing and gives us all of the tools with the richness of our faith, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to make that decision. So the approach that I think God gives us this abundance to give us the opportunity to do the right thing of giving back to what's actually his from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Todd Tobin from the Diocese of Rapid City, um, and we're talking about tithing and giving of our first fruits. Um, and Lent is another way that the Church asks us to uh, do that they, through almsgiving. Um, this time of year, Rapid City Diocese has a particular ask this season. Tell us what that is. We do. We have uh, the annual appeal that is taking place at this time. Our bishop's appeal, as some dioceses call it, or the Catholic appeal. And um, we also are doing a capital campaign at the same time as well um, that started this past summer throughout our diocese. So there's a time of giving, and in that, the 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 way that we are asking during this particular Lent, it goes back to the sacrificial ask once again, uh, that when we really look at it, it's it's prayer and, and prayerfully considering what is it that we can do. We often feel that we have to give an amount uh, that is, is beyond our, our, our means, and or we give an amount that is in the form of prayer and or treasure uh, time at Mass and, and or at, at our parishes. So there's an array of ways that we can give. It's the awareness of being willing to give, and then being able to give something during Lent in a very specific way to our parish and to the Church 
is something that we we always need to help <laughs> in whatever form that takes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a beautiful way that we simply just ask our parish priest, "What is it that I can do for the for our church this specific Lent?" And and in that, there's always an amazing answer that can come out of that, or if nothing else, a discussion that we can have with our pastors uh, that'll help us find a way. Present, but in the annual appeal and the capital campaign that many dioceses go through, and and the other personal sacrifices during Lent, uh, prayer has to be the component of that. And as I like to say in my own life, prayer and action. Because when I pray, God always puts me into action. Hmm, that's very true. It's very true. So, how can we find joy in giving? One of the things that in my own life and those <clears throat> who I sit with and, and ask for them to prayerfully consider to contribute financially is that people really truly want to share their wealth, whatever that is, whether it's $100 or $100,000, whatever the number is. The, the, some of the difficulties we have as the church is we will simply say, um, here we need the money. And the hand goes out, and when the question comes back, mm-hmm. what's it for? Well, church things and stuff, or whatever the simple answer is. <laughs> what I find is we have to create a story, a story that's true, a story of a need, a story that gives somebody a reason to buy into, to want to participate in, to become part of the adventure, and then keeping them involved in that afterwards from a standpoint of updates and status. So there's a beautiful way of involving people by giving them a reason to participate. And we have such a rich story to tell in every way we turn within mm-hmm. our faith. And everything that we need money for is associated with something in the catechism and the way things work and function. And so there's a beautiful story to tell, and it's a matter of telling that story and allowing people to choose to participate. Wow. So tell us just real quickly, we're running out of time already this morning, but this campaign for the Diocese of Rapid City, what kind of things is this uh, fund going towards? There there are two uh, campaigns, and I'll do very briefly. The capital campaign, we have a component uh, to two parts that go to our Catholic school system. We have a Native American endowment. Our priest retirement fund also is another component to, to get that beyond the actuarial fluctuations to keep it solid. Uh, we have a new pastoral center. We've always referred to our diocesan uh, office as the chancery, which is traditionally just the um, historical records. Uh, but when all the ministries are involved, we're currently in three buildings in two different locations. We're going to be consolidating that into one building, a building that we recently purchased and are in the process of starting a renovation of it, that building in downtown Rapid City. And then there's a pastoral, um, uh, I'm sorry, there's a, um, a parish share component that once each parish is a goal is set, they reach that goal, then they get 20% back uh, of the amount raised. <clears throat> then to go over the goal, then they get 60%. So each parish has a particular wow. project or projects they're using. And our annual appeal covers a third of our operating budget. So it's an extremely important part, and it's found that each year when capital campaigns and annual appeals run in in, uh, conjunction with each other, as we're doing, uh, the research statistics will show that they're approximately 1% higher or lower in the annual appeal, but the annual appeal typically will increase for several years after a capital campaign because it's bringing the awareness of uh, the need for all of the fundraising in uh, in the diocese. 
Wow. Lots going on for you, Todd. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so we, have two, we have two uh, partners that we're using. Our Sunday visitor, OSV, is our partner to assist us, and they're doing a fantastic job uh, in our annual appeal. And then CCS Community Counseling Services, which is the world's largest Catholic fundraising um, company, uh, is helping us do our capital campaign, and they're just extraordinary partners to work with. Can you give out some contact information if people want to look up more about this campaign going on? Sure, they can go to the Diocese of Rapid City website, which is rapidcitydiocese.com, or they can contact the Diocese Direct and ask for me, Todd Tolan. All right, well, thank you so much, Todd, and blessings on this great endeavor. Todd, we appreciate it. Um, really appreciate that. And I, I always like to people say to me, um, give till it hurts. <laughs> yeah. And I always say, no, give till it feel give till it feels good. Yeah. Amen. I, like that I think better. that's a that's a better way to say it. Amen. Well anyway. Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thank you so much both for your time and God bless. God bless. All right, Father, that's it. That's the whole show, huh? I can't believe the two hours was woo fast. It was really fast. fun. Fun. Yeah. So now we're going to go back to Gregory, our wonderful producer who has kept us on track this morning and best he can. Gregory, what you got going on? So coming up on next Tuesday, our host will be Tim Mosier. We know that Lent is a time of prayer and reflection. Tune in to hear as we share one special way that the folks at Riverview Living Community in Fargo are reflecting on the passion of the Lord each Friday. And as we celebrate the solemnity of St. Joseph, we'll join Father Andrew Vogel of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, to take a deeper look at this saint's role, saint's role as a husband of Mary and a father of Jesus. And it's time to start thinking about plans for your kids once they hit summer break. Regan Manning of the Sioux Falls Catholic Schools will stop by to share some of the fun things that children can take part in. All this and much more coming up on Tuesday from 9 to 11. All right. Thanks, Gregory. Mm-hmm. Just pray that people be safe. I know. In this weather. I know. You know, and we should be used to it. We should be used to it. Yeah. But I had mass this morning at 7:30, and we still had five people. Five people in the middle of a blizzard. Well, which and is the plows wonderful. hadn't even been out by that time. The Catholic people are We're resilient. Awesome. We're awesome. What can we say? Catholic Church never closes, though. It's wonderful. <laughs> We're always open. Always open. All right. Any last thoughts before we go? Thank you for hosting with me this morning. It was good to be with you. I just uh, appreciate uh, Real Presence Radio and what a what a wonderful gift it is to this area, this uh, mm-hmm. four state area, five state area, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, we thank the Lord for you and for all the people that do the production and, and yeah. whatever and. We're blessed. We uh, know that's a great tool for evangelization and Amen. reaching out to people and bringing the Lord to people. And that's Amen. the biggest thing. I appreciate it. Close us with your blessing. All right. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And you may go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Have a good day. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central. The encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10. 
and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.